everybody. This is Elizabeth McIrvin, and this is my podcast, Mystery in the Radio Waves. This is a podcast where I have actors revive classic radio plays from the 30s to the 70s, and then I have comedians improvise a parody based off of the play that they heard. If you've never listened to it before, and I actually have like double the listens on uh, our newer episodes, so I'm guessing that I have new people listening. So what you're going to hear first is the actors and comedians introducing themselves, maybe talking a little bit about what they do, um, and then we're going to do the radio play. We do a cold read, um, and it's really fun, and it's really crazy, and sometimes the scripts are dumb and weird um, or super old-fashioned. Then you'll hear the parody, and that's all improvised. So they'll take details from what they heard in the play and they'll try to make it funnier or change the characters or take them different places. And it's really, really fun and it's super hilarious. And I had a lot, a lot of really good guests on this episode. You guys are going to love it so much. Um, We have Gregory Wallace back, which he was on the episode Counter Spy. So if you want to hear him in another episode, he's on that one as well. And that one was also super fucking hilarious. I love that one. Um, And also, he has a lot of stuff going on that I will brag about on his behalf. He's a super talented photographer. If you want headshots done by him, uh, his Instagram is Greggy Wawa Headshots. So that's G-R-E-G-G-Y Wawa Headshots. And he has really, really good prices. And like I said, his pictures come out great. I've had headshots done from him. I've had a ton of friends who have had headshots done by him. So highly recommend. And he's also on the UCB Herald team, Queen George, which uh, other people from his Herald team, uh, Peter Banefez and Carl Tart, I've uh, had on other episodes as well um, that you can find them on here. And then we had Rachel Van Ness. She is also on a Herald team called Heartthrob. So you can see her performing with them on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Same with everybody else who's on a Herald team. You can either see them at the Upright Citizens Brigade on Franklin or Sunset. Um, she also writes articles for Reductress. She wrote one recently called Sweet Little Oozy Vagina, Just Gonna Keep On Doing Its Thing. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. I just opened her Instagram to find an article, the like, shout out. Oh my god. Um, Yeah, so she's great. Look up all her stuff. And then we also had Amon Adumer. Uh, He is on the Herald team Leroy, which is such a great team. Oh my gosh, there's so many good people on that team. He is so freaking hilarious. He's such a good performer. He's such a really supportive performer. And he's just a super nice guy in general. So if you ever see him at the theater, he's probably the nicest guy there. Um, And he also performs with an indie team called Arcade Currency. So if you ever see them, go and check them out. We also have pj mccormick uh you could find him on instagram at p-e-e-j mccormick um he posts about his shows uh filipino af uh is one of them that's at the theater a bunch and then he performs at the theater generally just a show so just follow him on instagram he's a super super funny guy and i always love seeing him perform he's just like seriously one of the fucking best 
Um, and of course, everybody else that I've had on the podcast was super amazing and super funny. Uh, they're all going to introduce themselves, so you'll get to hear who everybody is. Um, I just wanted to especially brag about these people because everybody was uh, not as braggy as I wanted them to be. Uh, so I recorded another episode uh, this past Sunday. That one will be coming out next week, so I'll be a little more timely. Um, but like I said, uh, I've just been busy uh, doing shows and all my other projects and stuff like that, which is good because if I do a lot of shows, then that means I'll get better at improv and my podcast will in turn be better. So it is a good thing. But I hope you guys are still in a lovey-dovey Valentine's Day mood. Even if you aren't, uh, this episode is super, super funny and you guys are going to love it. So please uh, follow us on Instagram and Mystery in the Radio Waves podcast. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, It's just my name, Elizabeth McIrvin, uh, so you can see what shows I'm performing in. Also, uh, if you guys could follow my indie team called Sweet Tea Vodka Improv, um, I do improv with uh, Yulia Kirilova, who has been a permanent cast member of Mystery in the Radio Wave since the very beginning. Uh, she is my best friend in the whole wide world, and I love her so much. And we do improv together, just the two of us, and it's super fun and super crazy. And uh, we're called Sweet Tea Vodka because I am from the South and she is from Russia. And Sweet Tea Vodka is a wonderful drink that I love to have uh, that is not available uh, hardly anywhere. Also, if you guys could leave us a review on iTunes and rate the podcast, that would be awesome. That really helps me out. That way, uh, if I'm trying to get uh, somebody to advertise on my podcast or um, I don't know. I don't know how podcast money works, but I think if my podcast is popular, then good things will happen. So uh, let's just take it one step at a time because it's a learning process, people. But um anyways uh yeah thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys at the next episode bye Hi, I'm Taylor Mendoza. Uh, I run a bunch of shows. Check out a website, TuffyTheBear.com. Hi, I'm Emily Clark. Uh, you can see me perform with my indie teams, Reverse and Sad Boys Flip Houses, anytime. Hi, I'm Rachel Vaness, uh, and you can catch me on UCB Herald Night with my team, Heartthrob. Hey, I'm PJ McCormick. Uh... All I got. <laughs> <laughs> really, PJ? Come on, PJ, you got something. Uh, 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 I'm on Filipino AF, and I host Minor League Herald Night at the Clubhouse. Hi, I'm Amana Doomer. I'm uh, also, I'm not also on the team because it wasn't mentioned yet, but I'm on <laughs> the UCB Herald team, Leroy. Come check me out. Uh, not the team, just me. <laughs> Hey, I'm uh, Zach Job. Uh, I don't uh, follows my social media. I guess <laughs> it's Z H Job. 
Um, Hi, I'm Yulia Kirilova, and um, you can find me on Instagram, Yulia Daily, Y-U-L-I-A. Uh, hi, my name is Gregory Adam Wallace. You could catch me at UCB with Queen George on Herald Night. Uh, check out my IMDb, boost that star meter. Uh, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Vita Robbins. Um, I have a Twitter. It's Vita underscore Robbins. Um, and I also perform around town with Coyote. It's an indie improv team. If you haven't caught on that, that's what we're talking about. You know, uh, the last time we did a podcast, you said for people to add you on Twitter, and I did check out your Twitter, and I did add you. You're literally the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Allie Rachel Harn. Catch me doing the work-study program at UCB <laughs> on Saturday nights. <laughs> Hi, my name is Daniel Cotto, and you can follow me on Instagram at Daniel Cotto. What can we, what can we see okay. on your well, Instagram? Well, uh, well, you guys can catch me in Get Shorty in Season 2, Episode 8. You can also catch me on Deep Undercover on Season 2, Episode 5, both on Netflix. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rachel Slosson. You can follow me on Instagram at SaltyRachel. I've uh, currently deleted the app from my phone because social media is bad for you. <laughs> you just posted a picture. I liked it. <laughs> 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 I deleted it right after that picture. <laughs> I will download it later to look at your like. You can also catch Yulia uh, putting people on blast. <laughs> <laughs> Just wherever she's at. <laughs> hey, I'm John Dunn. I run a uh, stand-up comedy show at Bar Lubitsch in West Hollywood this Sunday at 8. Uh, and we have uh, Andy Kindler. It's time for Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. Yes, it's the new gay family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. And now let's look in on the Coopers. It's three days before Valentine's Day. Well, she's been hinting about it all morning, but George doesn't seem to notice. And now, at breakfast, Liz is making one last try by arranging her toast crusts in the form of a heart. George. Hey, George. George, look at my plate. Hmm? Oh, yeah. You should eat those crusts, Liz. They're good for your teeth. <clears throat> That's my romantic husband. George, didn't you notice what shape they're in? Huh? Oh, uh, yeah, a triangle. No. A pumpkin? No. George, when two people are in love and are going to get married, what, do, what does it affect the most? Oh, wait, don't tell me. That's a pocketbook. Uh, no, it's a heart. Doesn't that remind you of anything? Oh, yes. I've got to take my liver pulse. <sighs> Oh, why don't you go read your paper? I was trying to remind you that Valentine's Day is coming up. Ah, that's it. Well, you didn't have to remind me. I didn't? No. Every ad in the paper is full of it. What a racket. It is not a racket. It's wonderful, romantic holiday, and I like it. <laughs> you know how it started? Well, St. Valentine was a... He, uh, mm, no, I, I don't. Do you? Well, so it happens, I do. It seems that years ago there were two kindly old gentlemen who thought love was so wonderful that they set aside a day to honor all sweethearts and lovers. 
And they called it St. Valentine's Day. Oh, isn't that sweet? Who were they? A candy maker and a florist. Oh, George. I suppose you think a department store owner invented Mother's Day so they could have Mother's Day. You know, you may be right. Well, St. Valentine's Day doesn't mean just candy and flowers. It's the spirit of loving that counts. If you really love someone enough, they'll know it without any presents. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. I love you. You mean... You mean no presents? No, I, I love you too much. But, George, what's Valentine's Day without candy and flowers? Ha! <laughs> I thought so. You know the real reason I like Valentine's Day? Yeah? Because it's such a good excuse to be all mushy and gushy about you. What's your excuse for the other 364 days? You're mushy all the time. Yeah, but on Valentine's Day, I can be mushy and loud. I love you, George. Liz, keep quiet. I love you, George. Stop. What about Katie? Katie loves you too, George. What about the lady next door? The... What about the lady next door? Oh, she might hear you. No, no, no. Simmer down. All right, I'll be quiet. <clears throat> I love you, George. That's better. Do you love me, George? Yes, I do. I'm glad to hear it, George. Anybody more coffee? No thanks, Katie. No thanks. Uh, why are we being so quiet? Well, it was just a joke, Katie. We're kidding about Valentine's Day. Kidding? Oh, you should never joke about Valentine's Day. Oh, it's a beautiful occasion. Why, Katie, I think you've got a boyfriend. Well... I have been working on a Valentine poem, and I'm going to give it to... <laughs> to whom? I'm going to give it to... <laughs> Is that his first or last name? Oh, no. It's for Mr. Dabney, the butcher. Oh, old heavy thumb. Is the butcher your boyfriend, Katie? Well, sort of. Huh, that explains why you've been able to cut the steaks lately. Well, he isn't exactly my boyfriend, but I've always sort of liked him. Well, you could do worse than Mr. Dabney. He's quite attractive and a very good butcher. Well, some people may have better beef, but his liver is good. And no one has oxtail and pig's feet like his. I do have a problem, though, um, Miss Cooper. I haven't got the nerve to give Mr. Dabney the valentine I wrote to him. Uh, would you go shopping with me today and, um, oh, give it to him from me? Well, sure, Katie. Anything to help out romance. Oh, thank you, Miss Cooper. I'll go finish it. Oh, I, uh, Liz, are you going to start playing Cupid again? Now, you know what happened now, last... Now, George... What harm can come from handing him a valentine for Katie? I'm, I'll not only help their romance along, but he'll give us better meat. This isn't just an affair of the heart. There are a couple of stomachs mixed up in this, too. Every night I hope and pray A dream lover will come my way There he is, Miss Cooper. Well, give me the valentine. I'll hand it to him. Oh, here? What have you got on this, Katie? Well, I wanted to send it with an odor he'd like. But it's all soggy. What did you soak it in? Perfume? No, 
bacon grease. Well, that's romantic. Well, give it to me. I'll be watching from the grocery department. All right. <clears throat> Good morning, Mr. Dabney. Uh, hi, Miss Cooper. How are things in the meat market? Fine, Miss Cooper. Uh, what can I do for you today? Well, I didn't come to buy anything today, Mr. Dabney. I'm here on sort of a personal matter. Um, I happen to know that uh, one of your customers thinks you're um, uh, rather nice. No. Yes, she's been too bashful to tell you, but um, since this is almost Valentine's Day, she wants you to know that she likes you a lot. You know something, Mrs. Cooper? What? I like you a lot, too. Now, wait a minute. I'm not the one. Still bashful, eh? Oh, you little minx. Just a second, Mr. Dabney. I happen to be speaking for someone else. <laughs> What's that you're hiding behind your back? Oh, how did I get mixed up in this? Here, this will just straighten things out. It's a valentine. Oh, Miss Cooper, I feel like such a heel. I don't have one for you. Now, stop this nonsense. Now, wait a minute. I'll cut you a heart-shaped piece of salami. Oh, no. Uh, look, just read this valentine, and you'll see what I'm trying to tell you. All right, Liz. Aw, oh, gee, it looks beautiful. And how did you know my favorite aroma, Swift's Premium? Read the valentine. All right. If you'll be mine, then I'll be thine. You set my heart a-quiver. Say you'll be my valentine and send two pounds of liver. Oh, that's a practical thought. Oh, Miss Cooper, this is touching. Did you write this all by your little self? For the last time, no. Look at the signature. Well, it's signed, Your Bashful Redhead. Oh, no. Katie! Oh, she's gone. Oh, don't try to pretend. No, you stay there. You stay right behind that counter. Oh, come here, you bashful redhead. Now, you listen to me. Katie has red hair, too. We're both redheads. She's the one for you. Listen, two houses may have red roofs, but you don't pick the one with the sagging foundation. Well, it's too bad your fish isn't as fresh as you are. Oh, don't try to fight this thing, my little tenderloin. It's bigger than both of us. Now, stop this, Mr. Dabney. What about Katie? She's bigger than both of us, too. Oh, Miss Cooper, I've admired you for years. Each little lamb chop you bought, I personally put the pants on it. I feel as though part of me belongs to you. So do I. You feel as though part of me belongs to you? Yes, your thumb. I've paid for it often enough. Goodbye, Mr. Dabney. Every night I hope and pray A dream lover will come my way it was simply awful, Katie. He came right out of his store and followed me down the block. We'll just have to stop trading there. I could never face that Mr. Dabney ever again. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Cooper. I shouldn't have gotten Penny can run away. Well, I'm sorry. It ruined your romance. Oh, I'll get over it. I have a date with a milkman tonight. Well, that's good. Now that we're going to get... Wait, now that we're going to get tough meat again it'll be nice <laughs> such a stupid line <laughs> well that's good now that we're going to get tough meat again it'll be nice to have fresh eggs i left his valentine in an empty milk bottle well that's romantic uh, what did you say i said i love you dear don't be surprised leave two quarts of homogenite 
how much? Uh huh. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, That's uh, what I wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Listen, uh, Edgar Guest, do me a favor, will you? I made out a check for Mr. Dabney, and I wish you'd go out and mail it. The sooner I sever connections with that wolf, the better. Yes, ma'am, I will. Here, mail this one too. This is a Valentine. Why, Miss Cooper? Who? Are you sending a valentine to? To George, of course. I thought it'd sort of be fun for him to get it at the bank. It's a copy of the first valentine I ever sent to him when I was only 16 years old. Oh, here you are, Katie. Better hurry. They pick up the mail soon. Oh, all right. I'll get my coat and go right away. Better wear your gloves. That valentine's pretty hot. Hi, Liz. George, what, what are you doing home in the middle of the afternoon? Well, I... You've been fired! No, I just... You quit! No, I... You're sick! No, I feel fine! The egg burned down! No! (laughs) Isn't that just like a man comes home early and won't give you a word of explanation? Well, give me a chance. Let me get in the house. You talked so much. The breeze keeps blowing me back out the door. All right, come on in. I'm going to Chicago for a couple of days in business and have to pack and catch the four o'clock train. Oh, good. I'll go with you. No, sorry, honey. <laughs> Mr. Atterbury has a new rule. No wives along on business trips. Well, he took his wife along on his last trip. That's when he made the rule, because, you know. Um, well, I'll go pack for you. Oh, uh, wait a minute, George. You'll be back by Monday, won't you? No. Oh, dear. I'll see you in a minute, George. Hey, where are you going? Down to the mailbox. I have to see a man about a letter. Every night, I hope and Dream lover will come my way. Katie! Katie! What's the matter, Mrs. Cooper? Um, uh, what's the matter, Miss Cooper? I'm sorry. Did you mail those letters yet? Um, yes. Uh, darn it. Has the mailman collected them? No, I don't, um... Oh, there! He's just opening the mailbox now. You go home, Katie. I'll be back in a few minutes. All right, Miss Cooper. Uh, hello? Hey, uh, Hello. How are you today? A lot, UK, or never seen you before in my life. If you really want to know I feel rotten, my rheumatism's acting up. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm, oh, sure. Are you picking up the mail? No, I'm a Confederate soldier, and these are messages for General Lee. Well, you don't have to get nasty about it. What do you got on your mind, young lady? It's very simple. There's a letter in the box that I want. Tampering with the mails, eh? No, I wrote it myself. There's my letter, that blue one on top of the pile. Take your hands off that letter. But it's mine, see? It's addressed to my husband, and there's my name in the corner. Liz Cooper, see? Prove it. Well, uh, look at the initials on my purse, LC. You gotta have better proof than initials on a purse. Uh, well, uh, here's a snapshot. What about it? Well, see, it's me. Let me see. By golly, it is you. Well, that's proven. (laughs) Well, now take a minute. You can't trick me like that. Look, look, the flap isn't on very tight. Look inside. I'll tell you what's in it. Well, I'll just peek in here and see. It's a valentine I sent to my husband. A valentine, eh? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't look like... Aha! Just as I thought, trying to rob the United States mail. Young lady, you can go to penitentiary for this. What? There's no valentine in this envelope at all. There isn't? No, it's a check made out to Mr. Dabney, the butcher. Oh, good heavens. That means Mr. Dabney is getting the valentine I sent to George. Oh, quick, look for another letter made out to Dabney. Oh no, these letters are going on their way legal. 
Liz mailed a valentine to George, but she got it in the wrong envelope, and it's going to Mr. Dabney, the butcher, who already mistakenly thinks that Liz is in love with him. Well, it's early the next morning, and Liz is at Mr. Dabney's waiting to intercept the letter when it comes. In order to make it look strictly business, Liz has been making purchases every few minutes. Um, Mr. Dabney, I think I, I better have two more pork chops, please. Miss Cooper, you already bought a roast, two pounds of bacon, three steaks, four lamb chops, five veal cutlets, and some liverwurst. I got an idea. Yeah, what's that? You now have more meat than I do. Why don't you start selling it back to me? <laughs> Never mind the attempt at humor, Mr. Dabney. By the way, um, when does your mail get here? Look, Miss Cooper. Red, you're not fooling anybody. Pretending to buy meat, making small talk about the mailman, all because you want to be near me. Come on, admit it. Mr. Dabney, I don't like you. I don't like your looks, and I don't like your manner. And I think you're completely revolting. That's right. Make love to me. Uh, oh, thank goodness. Here comes the mailman. Good morning, Mr. Dabney. Here's a letter for you. I'll take that. Oh, it's you again, young lady. You must curb this impulse to grab every blue envelope you see. That letter's for me. But it's mine. I wrote it. It's got my name on it. There's a Valentine's inside. That's the same story she told me yesterday. Miss Cooper, you sent me another valentine? I have not! It's all a mistake! That's the same story she told me yesterday. I don't think she's got all her buttons, Mr. Dabney. Here's your letter. Over my dead body! Hey, hey, give me that letter. Come back here. Oh my goodness, help police! She just held up the United States mail. Stop her! Now, don't worry, Miss Cooper. Everything is going to be all right. But, Katie, how will I ever be able to tell George I was arrested for robbing the United States mail and that he has to appear in court with me tomorrow? It won't be easy. Well, anyway, this is one time I'll have an answer when George says, what's new? Here he comes. Good luck. Hi, dear. <laughs> what's new? I'm glad you asked that. Um, I'm being sent to Alcatraz. Liz, you joined the permit club. No, 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 no. Um, let me explain, George. You see, I sent the butcher a valentine by mistake. And since it was already mailed, he wouldn't give it back to me. The butcher? No, the mailman. I waited at the butcher shop until he got there. And when I grabbed the valentine, he called the police. Uh... The ma mailman? No, the butcher. And I tried to explain how it was all a mistake, but he wouldn't listen. The mailman or the butcher? The policeman. Then we had to go to the police court, and he said it was a federal offense, and I ought to be ashamed. The mailman, the butcher, or the policeman? The judge! Now, do you understand, George? Perfectly. The butcher sent the mailman a mushy valentine, and the judge will send you to prison if I don't marry the policeman. Wait, what's going on here? Keep calm, George. Look, they'll drop the charges if you and I will just appear in domestic relations court tomorrow. Domestic relations? I'm a victim of circumstantial evidence, George. The judge wants to make up his mind. About what? Whether I should stay with you or marry Mr. Dabney. Oh, no. <laughs> Come my way. 
All right, all right, all right. The domestic relations court will come to order. Now, Mr. Cooper, if you and Mrs. Cooper will sit on this side of the table. All right, uh, Judge Skinner, but I tell you there please. is no. Please, And you, Mr. Dabney, over here. Okay, Judge. Hi, Red. Uh, drop dead. What does he mean, Red? Oh, please, Mr. Cooper. We must control our feelings. Now, I have studied all the facts in this case, kindly supplied to me by Mr. Dabney. Ugh, great. And before we start, I want you all to realize that there is no problem too big to solve. Into every life a little rain must fall. Every cloud must have a silver lining, and it is always darkest before the dawn. Well, now that we've had a weather report, let's get on with the case. Please. Mrs. Cooper, I want to start this hearing with an open mind, bearing no prejudice towards either party. Uh-huh. Now, when did you first realize you were in love with Mr. Dabney? Wait a minute. I'm not in love with Mr. Huh. Dabney. She finds me irresistible. She wrote me two Valentines. She hung around the store all morning. <laughs> that wasn't because I was in love with you. I was waiting for the mailman. Please, one grimy or more at a time. Look. Judge, this is all a mix-up. I know how the whole thing happened. Please, it- please, Mr. Cooper, no tears. Don't, don't talk if it hurts. Let me review it for you. I'll recreate the scene. <clears throat> you, Mrs. Cooper, the bored, indifferent housewife, tired of your drab, humdrum life, just waiting for an opportunity to break free from it all. And then, one day, your husband announces he must leave town, and you realize this is your chance, your opportunity to escape from this colorless, unimaginative no, just, man. just a minute. Don't stop him, George. I want to see how this comes out. This is a lot of nonsense. There's no basis for the, the whole business. Are you forgetting this valentine your wife wrote to her lover? No, she wrote that to me. Oh, Mr. Cooper, you're a hard loser. Mrs. Cooper, I suggest you read the valentine. All right. <clears throat> um, Dear sweetheart. That's me. That's me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> the way this woman operates, it could be me. <laughs> continue, continue, Mrs. Cooper. <sighs> Thank you. Dear sweetheart, I'm under your spell. I love you more than tongue can tell. Aha! Tongue. 59 cents a pound. Ah, good point, Mr. Dabney. Continue, Mrs. Cooper. Thank you. My lover, I have to say, I care for you in the very worst way. That ought to prove it. Lover worse. No, that's just coincidence. She wrote this to her husband, not to her butcher. I must say, she writes a valentine with a lot of meat in it. Continue. My love for you is not a phony. This valentine is... uh, No baloney. That proves it. It certainly does. Well, George, it's been nice knowing you. If you ever need any meat, come and see us. Now just wait a minute. You're not going to get away with this. I love Liz. I've been married to her for ten years, and no judge or butcher or anyone else in the world is going to take her away from me without a fight. Why, George. Do you understand? I'll now hand down my decision. I award the custody of Mrs. Cooper to... Mr. Cooper! Hooray! You've got my custody. Hey, what's the big idea, Judge? Well, Mr. Dabney, I think Mrs. Cooper is in love with you, but... We must think of Mr. Cooper. When I give a man a chance to get rid of his wife after ten years of marriage and he doesn't take it, he's in bad shape. He needs someone to look after him. Case dismissed. Liz, I hope this will be a lesson to you. Now, see what can happen when you start messing around in other people's affairs? Yes, George. 
Now, this might really have been nasty and gotten spread all over the papers. Oh, wouldn't that have been terrible? Be quiet, quiet, please. I must have quiet. <clears throat> you have been listening to your daily radio session in kindly Judge Skinner's Domestic Relations Court. <gasps> With us today were Mr. and Mrs. Cooper. Oh, no, George. <clears throat> this whole thing's been on the air! My Favorite Husband has been presented through the worldwide system of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Welcome, everyone, to uh, Lucille Ball Presents uh, Family, a show uh, featuring Lucille Ball. This is a show about people who like each other. Crazy as that sounds, they're married and they like each other. That sounds disgusting to me. But Lucille Ball thinks it's a good idea, and so uh, we're going with it. Uh, this show stars all the favorites that you got from the 1950s and 60s. Uh, Kirk uh, Blandersnatch. Uh, Rich... Cunningfort, uh, Susanna Kimono, uh, you know, all the best actors that we all love and, and like. So we're going to cut to them now. Uh, of course, uh, the wife, who uh, loves her husband for some reason, oh, she's doing something crazy with bread. And we're all pretty excited about that. So enjoy. <laughs> Hey, George, look at this crazy thing I'm doing with the bread. Hmm? Oh, what's that? Come, George, you know your regular shapes. Tell me, what shape is this crazy bread in? Uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, is it a, is it a square? Is it a, a triangle? Is it, um... Come, George, you're smarter than this. It's like... I hate these games. Why do we have to play what shape is my bread in every morning? Oh, George, I love it when you yell at me. This is such good fun. Here, I'll give you a clue. It's Valentine's Day. Now, what day is it today? <laughs> is today Valentine's Day? Oh, George, you're so smart. You guessed it. It's Valentine's Day. Now, what is the shape on my plate? If today's Valentine's Day, then I'm screwed. Uh, what do you mean, George? I mean, I... I guess what I mean is... I'm screwed because I overprepared, baby. Uh, that's a heart. You got it. Ooh, <laughs> Why don't you eat more of your food and stop playing with it? Well, it's because, honestly, I'm a little nervous for all the presents I'm assuming are coming my way. Well, I do have presents because I love you. I love you very much, and I've got a bunch of presents for you. Uh, I'll give them to you later. <laughs> um, but you, you don't have to remind me it's Valentine's Day. This is something that I remember. Do you actually, George? Every year. Well, okay, because you've just forgot the past ten years we've been married, so. Okay, but uh, ten years ago I remembered. And, I, and uh, eleven years ago I remembered, and twelve years ago I remembered, right? Yeah, there's an interesting correlation between when we got married and when you quit remembering Valentine's Day. <sighs> Uh, okay, maybe I do need a... Okay, fine, you're right. <laughs> I need a reminder. That's what I wanted. Okay. But this look, is positive. Valentine's Day is a, a sucker's holiday anyways, right? It was made up by a pervert. <laughs> what do you mean? Tell me the story. Well, you... What do you think, Valentine's... What do you think Valentine's Day was made up by? I think it was 
created when I'm an angel named Cupid. Um, no, a pervert uh, named Cupid. Cupid was a pervert. <laughs> and he decided to name a holiday just because he wanted to watch people have S-E-X. Well, is that why we're not intimate anymore? This sounds like a discussion for another breakfast. <laughs> Don't get wild up and worked up and start talking about things that, you know, that normal people talk about, but, like, because, you know, what's her name in the other room? Katie, our very good friend. Yeah, she, you don't want to get, you don't want to start talking about things when she's around, you know? What are you guys whispering about? Oh, sex! <laughs> oh, God, how, are you standing directly behind me? Directly behind you. We were talking about sex, yes. Don't worry, Liz, just directly behind your husband. Oh, if only I had that opportunity. <laughs> this kitchen's too hot. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about me and George because I I I have a Valentine for somebody. <gasps> what? Tell me everything. Well, I might have made a little poem about the butcher. No. The butcher, he's got the heaviest thumb in this town. His head's made of meat. Uh, <laughs> heavy and meat, yes. Oh, he knows this, this he makes sense. If you got a crush on the butcher, he's been sending us home so much freaking meat, I thought he was trying to kill me. <laughs> I wish he'd give me so much meat it killed me. <laughs> what? What do you mean by that? I George, this is breakfast time. I, I, Why I'm are we talking? What, what, this is breakfast I, time. I, I Let me remind be. everyone this is breakfast time. <laughs> I shouldn't be telling you everything that's in my Valentine. <laughs> um, I was actually wondering if you could do a favor for me. Oh, anything. I love you, Katie. I love you. Um, what's the favor? <laughs> oh, well, sorry, I got lost in your eyes for a second there. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I leaned in. Uh, I probably shouldn't have leaned in. No, oh, I fell fine. asleep. What happened? What? Nothing. I'm nothing. across the kitchen okay, now. Great. Perfect. Oh, Liz, could you possibly give this poem to the butcher for me? I, I'm just too nervous. <laughs> All right, well, it seems problematic, but you're my friend, and I'll do it for you. I'm your friend? Yes, always. Oh. You're my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Liz. Oh, I just woke up. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm I caught a little bit of it. Huh. it. In my dream, were you talking about doing a favor for her? Don't get mixed up in this, Liz. George, quit telling me what to do. Besides, I don't have anything planned for today. <laughs> it's very important. There's lots of innuendo. I want him to read it. All right, let's go. Uh, we cut to the butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, hey, thanks for the meat, man. Uh, see ya. Bring him, bring him, bring. See ya. <laughs> bring him, bring him, bring. Oh, the door. Oh, wow, if it isn't Mrs. Cooper. Miss Cooper. <laughs> Cooper? Are Cooper. you saying Goober? Oh, you are my little Goober. <laughs> oh, Mr. Dabney, cool it. We've gone over it lots of times. I'm not attracted to you. Here's a valentine. Oh, okay. Wait a second. A valentine for Miss Cooper. No. My goober. 
A little special thing for me. Me thinks you like me a lot. Mr. Daphne, I don't want to have to explain it to you, but it is from my good friend Katie. She's hiding around the corner. Oh, don't, don't make these stories up. It's from you. You like me like I like meat. And I'm going to pay you in plenty. Have you been getting those sacks I've left at your door? Yes, you've been leaving sacks of raw meat on our porch and they've been going bad in the sun. I've told you, I've asked you multiple times to stop. Made it clear I think you're fucking gross. Huh? <laughs> gross? What's gross is that you haven't left anything at my door. It's called reciprocation. And you don't do anything for me, but I do everything for you and your husband. And that raw meat, I peek through your window. Your husband has a lot of that raw meat I leave at your door. <laughs> yes, I told you you're making him very sick. He can't resist a raw slab of bacon. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. It's most, bad. most men can't, but I can. But I can't resist you. What? Just read the Valentine. It'll be very clear to you that it's not from me. From you, okay. No, don't eat it. Read it. Read it. Okay. Read it first, eat it later. Oh, brother. Dear Mr. Dabney, the B is spelled with a heart. <laughs> I've got a big feeling in my chest for you. Hmm. So far it could be you. <laughs> I love you very much. So much so, in fact, that uh, I, I, I appreciate the meat you leave for me at your door. Wait a second. I only leave meat at one door. Yours. I honestly don't know how that ended up in the valentine. <laughs> uh -huh. My friend is seriously mistaken. If you have friends that you were uh, making up, I totally get it. I make up friends myself. And it's all good. <laughs> Continuing reading. Um, your meat was my meat. <laughs> huh. Now how is a butcher supposed to take that? I don't know how anyone's supposed to take that. I wouldn't know because I didn't write it, Mr. Dabney. I'm in love with my husband, George Cooper, the guy who shows mild interest in me sometimes. <laughs> I noticed that from peeking in your window. You two don't get along. Oh, you could get along with me and everything would be great. Oh, excuse me. Uh, sorry to interrupt you guys. Um, I'm doing uh, some photographs of couples on Valentine's Day. Um, and I'm just going around town and taking like some lifestyle pictures, you know. Um, and you guys are, you're just a cute couple. Do you want to be in the paper? I could take a picture of you right now. His apron is covered in blood and pig guts. I'm... That's okay. You can stand in front of it and cover it with your beauty. Oh, yeah, that'd oh. be perfect. I mean, people like seeing a real-life couple, you know. Everybody doesn't have to be dressed up. I'm sorry, we're not a couple. I'm married. Look at my ring. It's clearly from George Cooper. Oh, mm. yes, it says George Cooper right on the side. Mm -hmm. My mistake. Hi, I'm so sorry. I work for a newspaper. There's some couples in here. <laughs> uh, would you like to answer a few cues? Sure, honey. Why don't we? I'm not your honey. Why are all of these love article-based 
businesses coming to a butcher shop on Valentine's Day looking for couples. Health department. I'm looking for a couple. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just looking for a couple. I want to talk to them and talk about love. Uh, yeah, I've given up like doing inspections today. So does any, is anyone in here? Or I could inspect this place, like look at all the bugs on the floor and stuff. Oh, uh, no need for that. No need to check the place out. Why don't you check this couple out? Me and my baby, Miss Cooper. You had to pause before you even knew what my name was. <laughs> all right, let me take a look at the bugs on the floor. No, no, don't check the bugs on the floor. Here, let's prove it. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not helping you. <laughs> How much do you like the meat that I leave on your door? Oh, God. For George, he loves that bacon. Fine. Okay. Great. My first, my first question is, what is love? That's my first question, too. Oh. Well, our love, it's all about... Appreciating each other's specialties. Like what, honey? I love how quippy she can be. She's funny, clever, beautiful, and oh, so underappreciated. Ma'am, please don't walk out of the door. <laughs> You're trying to leave this situation. Don't, don't I'm sorry, go. I was walking out because my eye was just tearing up. George has never said nice things like that about me before. <laughs> He's a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked a question, sir. Do you have a question? Of course. Uh, how, oh, why do you two love each other? Because he leaves lots of raw meat on my doorstep. Oh, I agree. I love her because she is so funny and kind and sweet and beautiful, and I leave her meat to show that. Is that meat refrigerated by ice? Sure. I'll take it. Yeah. Cut yes. to uh, Katie getting her nails done. I don't know. I got into a situation with my friend and I told her, I'm, I'm sorry, am I talking too much while I'm doing your nails? No, no. I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, great. I'm sure Liz is delivering my Valentine. She cares deeply about me. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I really had the same thing happen to me. But she gave the guy the Valentine and then went on a Valentine's date with him. She Liz? was just like, oh, he's right here. I'll take him. You think Liz wants to cuck me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't. Uh, she's trying to get on that meat train that I have been preparing. Oh my God. And I wrote the nicest most intelligible valentine I could come up with. Yeah. Ring, 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 ring. You're never gonna guess what happened. Liz, tell me everything. Well, also I love you. I, God, I love you. Oh my God. Katie, yes. I delivered your valentine, but in a tragic series of events, Mr. Dabney now thinks it was from me and we're in several newspapers answering, answering questions about a relationship of which there is none, I can assure you. I've been cucked. What did I tell you, oh girl? My God. You cucked me. No, I would never cuck you. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't cuck you. I'm not a cucker. Oh. You are a cucker. No, I'm, I'm not me. a cucker. I've not cucked you. You cucked me all I'm... over this town, okay? No. You know what? I have. I left a valentine with a milkman. You're not getting in on that, okay? Wait, so how attached are you to Mr. Dabney? <laughs> well, I've got a date with the milkman, and uh, milk's easier to rhyme with. Uh, hey, uh, I got your valentine. Uh, 
Oh, oh. three-way call. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, if you could uh, see your way out of this call before you cook me again. Yeah, fine. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, I got a bunch of, I got a lot of ilk. Oh, I, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I just was, you know, mentioning the silk a lot. <laughs> we get along. <laughs> uh, wh- what are you doing? <laughs> just uh, wondering what you, you and your milk are up to. Ah, me and my milk are going to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could leave some at my doorstep. <laughs> yeah. I'm, wi- I'm winking. This is a phone call. It's probably hard to tell I'm winking. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I did not. I couldn't see that. <laughs> okay. Well, are you are you gonna come over or not? Of course, of course. We get along. <laughs> oh my God! Maybe I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the Coopers. There's no meat on the doorstep. Strange. Liz, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George, I've done it again. Everything's crazy. What? You have news about a business trip? <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> oh, I must have said it when I was sleeping the other night. Yes, I'm going, I'm going away on a business trip to Chicago. I'm sorry, because today's Valentine's Day. Remember, I have to leave. <laughs> Why? Because it's a work trip. But you said because today's Valentine's yeah, Day? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bummer that I have to leave on Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, I'll just come with you. That'll be great. I oh, love Chicago. No, 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 no. No women allowed in Chicago. Really? The, 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 yeah, that was my boss's hard rule. No women are allowed in Chicago. It's weird. My boss thinks he's in charge of all of Chicago. <laughs> that is weird, but... Maybe we can really throw him off by me sneaking on the train. With a mustache and a cap? Yes. Mm, no, I don't think it'll work. I don't... I, I'm sorry, but I think that you have to stay here. Okay, well... You are the main and only breadwinner, so I guess it's fine. I'll miss you. I'll miss you, too. Liz? Katie? Just so you know, I've forgiven you. Oh, thank God. And I've also put... The uh, check for the butcher and the Valentine, or Valentine Bay, in the mail. <laughs> Valentine Bay in the mail? Today's Valentine's Day. That's going to come late. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, oh no, that's not perfect. George, um, I've got some bacon in my purse. Here, chase it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, I've got to track down that mailman. George isn't even going to be here to receive the Valentine's Day letter, so I guess I should take it back right now so I could give it to him. Oh, it would have been so cute if it came through the mail. I know, that would have been cute. But the mailman's still out there if you want to, you know, rough him up a little. Oh, I'm going to go beat the shit out of him. Here I go! Running down the street to find the mailman. <laughs> mailman! Give me, give me your satchel of letters. You can't break the law, miss. Don't tell me what I can and cannot do. Hand them over, I'll beat you up. She'll beat you up. I'm here too. My friend's passive. She won't do anything, but she'll witness. I did that at her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This is a long day for me, and I'm just trying to do my job and respect the letter of the mail law, ma'am. Look, 
you must remain at least two feet away from the mailbox while the mailman is present at the mailbox. So please take a step back. Okay. Thank you. Hey, uh, I'm another mailman over here. Is there, is there a problem with the mail over here? What's wrong? Uh, no, What's wrong I with think this? We, got, we got a code uh, A47B. Code A47B. Another mailman oh over here. God. What's going on? How are you guys all doing the same route? We're outnumbered. <laughs> we, we have a code system. We got to patrol the streets for people messing with the mail like you seem to be doing right now, miss. Hmm. Seems we've gotten ourselves into a pickle, Katie. Tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll back off for now. I've got another idea. All right, we cut to the courtroom. <laughs> All right, listen up, everyone. Order in the court. Bang, bang, bang. Liz, why am I here at court? Why have you dragged me here? I think I'm married to another man. Oh, great. You could have told me that on the car ride or something. I don't know. There were a lot of cute dogs. I got distracted. <laughs> I said order in the court. All right, let's deal with the aesthetics first. Mr. George, I'm going to have to ask you to sit over there by the uh, flower vase uh, Mrs. Liz, why don't you sit Japanese style on the floor? We'll get some tea for you. Mr. Dobney, why don't you, uh, do some push-ups over there? And I'm going to sit on top of the table. All right, let's get to it. We're dealing with a felony case here. This is a code 8274B felony case. Code 8274B mailmen reporting for duty. We Your have honor, I have three mailmen that are going to be witness in my case, as well as other evidence. Excellent. Alright. Before we begin, let's go over to the weather real quick. Outside is 68 <laughs> degrees. Sunny. Chance of rain. Humidity is high. Forecast is low. And it's looking good up there. All right, let's get to the questioning. I understand we have some witnesses, the mailmen. Yes, I have three mailmen that are ready to testify. Yes, hello. Uh, I'm a mailman. This woman does not respect the mail law. Uh, she was one foot too close to her mailbox while the mailman was present, and we also saw her trying to tamper with the mail, and she should be punished, flayed in the streets, and uh, stoned to death. Well, I do think punishment is in order here, but I think the real issue is love. And I'd like to see who should be hooking up with who here. Uh, Mr. George. Oh, sorry, I was smelling these flowers. <laughs> yes? Yes, Your Honor. Obviously, you smelling the flowers shows that you have the, the, the capacity to love. But are you in love with Miss Liz over here. Of course I'm in love with her. I mean, if you look at our relationship on paper, we've been together for 10 years. We no longer have SEX. Uh, I forgot Valentine's Day for the past 10 years. Wait, hold on. Am I in love with her? Oh boy. Look, that, you need a break up with her. No, right? come on. You need a break no, up with what? Her. You need on, to. It's, it's been too long. No. And you know what, George? Here's another fucking thing. I know your wife, and I know her friend Katie, and I know for a fact they're in love. I know for a fact they're no, banging for when sure. People, do people fall sure. fall into each other's eyes and start stripping off their clothes in the kitchen every morning? It, it, I don't think that that's love. That could just be like. Uh, 
George, that's like what a you and I bond. do, and we're in love. Uh, ooh. Uh, okay. Uh, hold on. We cut to his other mistress. Okay, so I'm in deep. I'm I'm three relationships deep right now. I don't know which one to break up with. Oh my god, just break up with both of them. What are you talking about? We're in love right now. Oh, no. We cut to him with the judge. Judge, I love you. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, okay, well, uh, let's go over to the butcher, Mr. Dobney. Uh, one push-up. <laughs> okay, you can take a break now. Thank you. I understand that you have a poem. Yes, I do. I got a poem written to me from my sweetheart, Liz. Read it. Read it. Read it. Okay. Order, order. Read it. Thank you. Wait, he can't read. Let Liz read it. She wrote it. <laughs> what? I'm nose deep in green tea. Okay. <laughs> It'll be easy to read as this was my poem that I wrote for George Cooper 10 years ago. What? This poem was for George Cooper? I sent it through the mail on accident, and the mailman sure didn't do me any favors. I think from reading it, it'll be very clear it's for George Cooper and not Mr. Dobney. Well, let's hear this very carefully worded and crafted poem that you wrote. That does rhyme. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Your shiny golden hair reminds me of macaroni. Ooh, baby, give me some of that baloney. Oh, shit. That's okay. Um, Wait, that's a meat reference. He's a butcher. That's the only one, I'm sure. Um, Pitter-patter, your heart, my heart does make. Ooh, give me more of your juicy steak. Oh, no. That's also meat-related. No, but this one's... Definitely not. Listen up, buddy, to this next couplet. I want to put you in my mouth like a pair of veal cutlets. Oh, no. Oh, come on. Why was I so obsessed with meat ten years ago? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll keep on going. <laughs> Objection. <gasps> Katie, I've come to represent you. Oh, my gosh. Finally, somebody. Um, I'm here because... Uh, I have a new piece of evidence to, inst you know, to... I have evidence, okay? I'll allow it. Please present it. Um, so Mr. Dobney is not who he seems. Hmm. I went on a date with um, the milkman, and he heard how much I liked Mr. Dobney, and uh, I think he's been impersonating him ever since. All right, that's it. I'm using my legal authority as a judge to force George and Liz to live together in harmony love each other on this wonderful day that is Allentine's the day. Hooray, let's celebrate. Katie, do you want to go to a romantic Wait, table no, at no, hold dinner? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, as no. As long no. as there's no clothes involved. All the women that I have in my life are telling me you two are in love. Is it true? Because, I, I mean, I'm all right. I realized when the judge was giving that speech and you were reading that poem that I don't love the judge, and I do love you. And yes, our relationship has not been great for the past 10 years. And yes, I have cheated on you so many times. <laughs> and yes, I've cheated on those people so many times. And yes, I'm a bit of a sex addict, and you would have never known because we, don't, we sleep in different houses, practically. 
But I do love you. I love you so very much. And I love the way you cook the free bacon that's on my porch every morning. And I love I love the things you do with your pieces of bread. I know I say it bothers me, but it that's just like how we how we play, right? <laughs> so I love you, and if the judge is forcing us to be together, then I can say I will leave all the people I have on the side, and I will be committed to you. But you must tell me now, are you in love with Katie? Yes. <laughs> Yay. Oh, my
you put it down All up in your city looking for you uh, Searching for you like uh, All anything keeping me from dropping you right now Right now